Welcome to Guest Getter, the best place for restaurateurs to learn the art and science of getting more new guests, getting guests coming back more often, and getting guests spending more per visit so that you can be more profitable and do more of what you love. My name's Kyle Guilfoyle. Let's hit it. I'm super excited to welcome Matt Alder onto the show today. Matt's an author, speaker, and host of the Recruiting Future podcast, where he shares his expertise in recruitment marketing, talent acquisition, and HR technology. I'm excited to learn some of his secrets for hiring top-notch talent in any industry, building a culture that people love to be a part of, and the tools that restaurant owners and operators can put in place today to help them automate wherever possible. Welcome to the show, Matt. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Um, a, a pleasure to be here, and it's always good to be on someone else's podcast and not have to ask all the questions. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's um, it's def- definitely a, a pleasure and a, a privilege to uh, to to have you here. I, you know, um, you're you're quite prolific in, in what you've uh, put out. You've recorded, um, you know, some 350 some odd uh, episodes of the Recruiting Future podcast, and uh, and I understand you have authored a couple of books. Um, so. Having said all of that, uh, you know, going over your areas of expertise, I, I'm curious how you would describe your area of expertise. Uh, how would you describe your zone of genius? My zone of genius? Um, well, uh, being British, I, I can't call myself a genius in anything because that goes against our national uh, national character straight away. Um, in terms of my zone of expertise, um, really, uh, my, my whole career has been in the talent acquisition space. So recruitment marketing, employer branding, um, working with a number of different, uh, lots of different companies in a number of different industries um, all over the world, just helping them uh, innovate in terms of how they uh, attract and keep talent in their business. More recently, I've I've been running this podcast. I do two episodes a week and I I have the immense privilege of talking to heads of talent, heads of HR, um, uh, talent acquisition leaders all over the world to to hear about the challenges that they're facing and some of the really interesting solutions that they put in place to, to solve some of the to solve some of those challenges. Particularly the moment when um, you know we're in the we're, we're still going through such a disruptive uh, disruptive time. And is there one thing about talent acquisition that you wish you had learned years ago? Um, yeah, good. That is a really good question. I think you just learn. It, it's something that you have to learn over a period of over a period of time. Um, you know, it, I think people underestimate recruiting and talent acquisition and think it's a kind of it's it's fairly straightforward. I'll, I'll you know I'll put out put out an advert, um, interview some people, and um, um, have the talent I need. So I, I suppose um, the complexity of it is something that I've. <clears throat> excuse me the, the complexity of it is something that I've, that I've learned over time but but also i think what's been interesting up until the last year is how slow the industry has really been um in terms of how it how it changes and how it adopts uh, technology so obviously there are always organizations you know large organizations innovative organizations who are doing really cutting edge things when it comes to talent acquisition and, and technology but actually you know most of the most of the businesses out there are still or had been using uh recruitment techniques and processes that, that wouldn't have looked out of place uh, 10 years ago 20 years ago 
um, even 30 years ago. So I think um, the the time that it sort of takes to to change things would have been would have been good to know um, when I when I started a couple of uh, a couple of decades ago. Uh, there's there's one other little piece of jargon that I I just want to make clear for the audience and um, what exactly is recruitment marketing? Very good question. So recruitment marketing is something that um, is, is not probably understood as much as it as, as much as it should be. You know, at a simple level, it's marketing yourself as an employer and marketing the job opportunities that you have to persuade people um, to join your to join your business, basically. So, um, you know, recruitment marketing is everything from a posting on a job board to, uh, you know, a poster in a window. Um, it's what, you know, what everyone does to, um, try and attract employees to their, to their, to their business basically. And obviously, um, there are lots of different, um, levels of sophistication within that. Totally. And, you know, we're, we're currently in the, in the middle of a staffing shortage in, in the hospitality industry. Um, and you know, kind of like like you mentioned, um, for for most restaurant tours to to get good candidates, uh, in the past it'd just be a matter of of putting an ad on Craigslist or you know putting something out on social media, and that was pretty much all they needed to do. And my hunch is that the pandemic has uh, accelerated to do uh, has accelerated the need to do more than that, um, and so. That's, you know, like I mentioned, that's part of why I'm so excited to, to talk to you today. Let, let's, let's say that I am a restaurant owner who is frustrated because I can't find good staff at the moment. What's the first thing you do with that owner to begin turning the tide in their favor? I think that you need to think about the way that you market the positions in your restaurant in the same way as the way that you market your restaurant. And, and for many businesses, it's not something, as you say, it's not something that they've, they've ever had to do before. There's always been uh, tried and tested methods of um, you know, getting staff, as I said, everything from putting posters in the window to um, you know, asking employees if they know anyone to, to advertising on job boards and all, and all those kind of things. So th- there may be a temptation to um, immediately go and spend um, lots of money on advertising, on advertising on job boards, or anything that that people can find in terms of um, in terms of reaching that audience. But you know, like in any marketing, you, you need a strategy. You need to take a step back and really think about you know, what makes you different. What is going to make you stand out, and what's going to make people want to come and work for you? Um, and I think that really is that first stage. And, and many many companies have never really had to think that way before, or they or they know it intrinsically. They know, um, you know, they know why their employees work there. They know why they're a great place to work. But they've never had to, um, you know, communicate that externally to get that, um, you know, to get that kind of competitive advantage as it were. So it, it really is thinking about what you have to offer in terms of, um, you know, employment experience. So, um, you know, what is it about your um, organization, your restaurant, your company, um, you know, that, that would make people want to want to work for you? Um, and, you know, that 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 that's a that's probably a difficult phase to go through but it's it's what people i think have to do before you can go go out to the market the you know the age of just saying we've got these 
you know, we've got these vacancies, these are the hours, this is the the location, that's just not going to cut through the sheer amount of other companies doing that. So it's it's really starting with that understanding what your offer is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of like, well, how can I then stand out, um, you know, and get get attention to the to the people who are out there looking, um, you know, looking for a, looking for a role. And, and something else that that I thought was unique about you is that you're you're also a content strategist, and so I'm I'm wondering if there are uh, unique approaches that content plays in in your ability to uh, to to attract top talent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I would say that it's what the smartest organizations the smartest organizations do. So, you know, think about it like this: you've 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 kind of thought through what your proposition is, if that makes sense. What makes you unique? Why do people want to come and why do people kind of come and work for you? The the issue is, why would anyone take your word for that? Take you know why um, you know just putting out a job ad that says. You know, we are the best place to work um, in the local area. We offer this fantastic employment experience. It's like, well, why would people? Why would people believe that? And why would that make you stand out? So, I think using um, the tools of uh, of content and content marketing, uh, you know, absolutely critical in terms of you know getting that sort of cut through and and and, and all that kind of stuff. And you you probably say, well, what kind of content is that? in terms of um, marketing employment opportunities. And it's all about storytelling. So it's all about the storytelling, you know, that you might do about, about your business, but it's all about the, the employee experience. And who better to tell that story for you than your own employees? So it's all about sort of taking those moments and, and having that authentic message that comes from people who already work within the organization talking about, you know, this is a great place to work. You know, it's it's really busy, but we're this fantastic team. We look after each other. We have, um, you know, we have a, you know, we have so much fun at work or we've got a really supportive environment or, you know, whatever it is, whatever the, you know, whatever those selling points are, and they're going to be different from, from organization to, to organization. But it's um, how can you um you know help your employees um tell those stories about um about your organization in you know in the various channels that they've got access to because that's really what's going to make you stand out for sure and what i'm hearing you say is that it's really just you know using your content to reflect the inherent culture uh, that exists at you know at your establishment at your business and so that that leads me to another curiosity of mine, which is how do you, I, this is kind of a big question, obviously, but like, how, how, do, how do you go about building a culture that, that people love to be a part of? Are there um, specific tools, specific questions you can ask? How, how do you approach, how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good question, and it um you know it's a whole it's probably a whole nother podcast to be honest with you because it's uh, you know how do you do that how do you create that um you know how do you create that that workplace that work that workplace culture and all that and you know all, all that all that kind of stuff so so I mean really you know I think there's sort of two aspects to it there is the um you know there there is that kind of employee experience that you that, that you offer so um you know how are you um, you know, you know, how are you supporting your employees? How are you making sure um, that the experience they have, um, you know, at work is, you know, is as good as it can be. And I think that's particularly important at the moment 
you know, with so many concerns about safety and, um, yeah, you know, and also kind of mental well-being and all those and all those kind of things. So it's like, you know, the very, very basic level is kind of like, how do you support, um, you know, how do you support and have a great, um, you know, and safe um, employee experience for, um, you know, for, for, you know, for, for, for your team. And I think looking at it from an employer brand perspective, um, so a slightly different lens. So, you know, an employer brand is just like any other type of brand. So it's kind of like what people say about your organization um, and what people feel about your organization, but it's all about the employment experience of your organization. So what is it like to, to work at your, um, at your, uh, you know, what's it like to work at, you know, to work at your organization. So, um, you know, it, it's thinking about that kind of thing. It's like, you know, what, what, what values does your organization have? How, um, you know, how are you sort of, you know, working with your employees to, um, you know, to, to, to kind of align, align with those things? I mean, it's a, it's a difficult question to ask because every, every organization is going to be, um, is going to be different and have a different way of going about it. Um, many organizations have probably already got a great culture and it's just a question of bringing that to life and communicating it as an employer brand to, um, you know, to the outside world. But it, you know, it comes down to your employees. You know, how do they feel when they when they when they work for your organization? What do they say? Um, you know, to their friends and family when they're not, you know, when they're not there about um, you know, about working there. And that, you know, that's the kind of the the the, the core of it. How um, you know, d- tapping in and understanding um how people feel about what it's like to to work for your um you know to work for your company and you know i'm sure many people listening you know they own the company they're the they're they're, they're the owner and that uh, is even more difficult because um you know you'll have your own very clear idea about what your your company's about and what you'd like your culture to be but a lot of this is about listening to the employees um you know what is their actual experience um you know when they're uh, you know when they're at work and what are they what is it they're saying um you know about, about the the workplace when they're not there for sure. And uh, I'm also actually reminded of a, a time in my own life when uh, a, a piece of content that someone created actually made me want to go and work for them. And um, the, the fellow's name is, is Andrew Wilkinson. And he, um, you know, he, he would write blog posts from time to time. And those posts were essentially just um, reflections on his own uh, development, his own story. Um, but you you get you got a glimpse of of how he thinks and and what he values and and where it is he wants to go and so in the process of that i found myself resonating with that and i thought this is someone that i would like to work with um you know and so so i i think that in a way uh so i think that on the one hand yes it's it's about listening to your employees and and all that, but it's also, um, you know, how, how do you want to move through life? What do you enjoy to do? What do you value? And then, um, you know, expressing that in some way, whether it's, whether it's in writing or whether it's a memo to your staff. Um, and so, yeah, it just strikes me as that would be, that would be a great way to, um, to, to, to weave in content that, that attracts top talent is by, you know, having a point of view, on um, on your own culture and and the industry at large. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with that, and I think there are some fantastic examples out there of um, 
uh, you know, companies that do that. Um, I'm thinking of retailers and I'm thinking of hospitality, um, you know, hospitality businesses. So, um, you know, companies like Patagonia, who have a very, there's a very strong sense of who they are and what they stand for and, and everything that they do, you know, fits in with that vision. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about my, um, uh, you know, my local coffee shop which, um, you know, has a very, very strong, uh, you know, vision of um, how it wants to make minimum impact on its environment. And, and they, they follow that through with everything that they, that they do, um, you know, in terms of the products that they use and the packaging that they use and, um, you know, how, how they go about doing their, doing their business. Um, and, you know, people join them because they align with those, align with that vision and align with that value. So you're absolutely right. It's a very, very, um, it's a very, very powerful tool. Um, I think the the thing to remember here as well is, you know, people are different. So, um, you know, if you do put a massive stake in the ground about this is absolutely what we are as a business and, um, you know, where we're going and, and, and what we value, then, you know, you're appealing to a specific um audience of you know audience of audience of people but you can't really do that and appeal to everyone if that if that if that makes sense so i think you you have to be um you know you, you kind of have to be very clear that it's very you know it's impossible to have um you know a, a kind of strategy that opens up the entire labor market um you know labor market to you, you people will 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 join if they align with that um that vision and those and, and those values but they're they're incredibly it's an incredibly powerful um yeah it's an incredibly powerful thing totally um oh man I, there are two two directions i want to go um so so here's no, no i want to go the other way so um let's 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 talk about the the specific case right now um that that restaurant owners are are up against and that is that they can't like i i'm hearing from restaurant owners who are having people no show interviews which which has never happened before and and yeah. you know the you know this is likely because people can get paid a you know a, about the same just for sitting at home um than many restaurants are able to pay and so it kind of it kind of seems like um, there's some short sightedness on on the part of you know governments and um, you know when there are tons of jobs out there but people aren't getting them because they they make it so easy to get this money. Um, and my hunch is that the solution or like the most obvious solution is just to well you know when September rolls around that stimulus check kind of, that's going to kind of go away. Um, so then people are going to come out and they're going to want to work. Um, but I'm wondering if you have some some better ideas of, of what we can do right now beyond. I mean, we've like hopefully there are some ideas already, but does does anything come to mind for what can be done right now? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a few things I'd there's if there's a couple of things I'd add to that, and I think that is not to underestimate the potential um, long term uh, systemic change in the labour market. Now, at the moment, we don't really know what's going to happen. So. Um, what what's obviously you know, and the the people on the ground will be experiencing this firsthand. But what's happened in the last in the last few weeks is, um, you know, the US and the UK, which is interesting, have um, really got a kind of inverted labour market in hospitality. So, um, you know, there are more jobs out there and more, um, you know, 
there, there's more, um, you know, there's more jobs than there are people actually actively searching for jobs. And we know um, a lot about people searching for jobs because we can look at the traffic from um, job boards and, and various other kind of, uh, you know, recruitment marketing companies who've, who've just seen this massive dip in terms of in terms of job searches so you can see it in you can see it that kind of early in the um that early in the data and there's a there's a similar issue in the um in in the uk and hospitality at the moment so i mean you know undoubtedly um the stimulus is uh, is a part of it because um you know let's look at the timing let's look at when where this has happened but i think there are other factors as well so um you know a lot of hospitality has been shut for the last year 18 months people have moved on They've, um, you know, they've retrained, they've moved into other industries. They don't want to come back to um, hospitality. They might have safety concerns. Um, there might be a lot of other issues, um, a, lo a lot of other issues in play. Um, in the UK, there is an issue with um, uh, the UK leaving the European Union and cutting off a huge labor supply um, from that. Um, from that market, so it's a it's a it's a it's a complex it's a complex situation, and I think that the danger would be to say, do you know what? Come September, it's all going to be fine because the the checks are going to stop and everyone's just going to um, just going to come back to work. So I think um, you know I, I think people have to take a long term a long term view of, a view on this, and I think it's it's all the things that we've been talking about. It's like how you how do you develop the story of your employment experience? So you know what are you going out there and talking to people about? Now I spoke you know I'm just about to publish a, um, a podcast that I did with a um, a, a restaurant. Um, uh, a restaurant business um, uh, based in Utah um, that I recorded last week. And they, um, you know, they've actually, they're not having um, any, uh, they're not having the same level of problems in terms of getting, um, getting people into their, into their business. And they say that's because they're doing that storytelling. They're talking about, um, you know, this is how great our teams are and don't just believe us, just look at what they're saying and what they're doing. So, you know, I, I do think this is a kind of a long-term change. And also I think that, um, you know, hospitality as an industry needs to think about how it portrays itself as an employer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whereas it's always kind of been the default, the fallback, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's just always been there. And it's like, how does it actually, um, you know, sell itself as an employer. So, um, you know, it's, it's impossible to make predictions because I'm not sure people are hundred percent sure about what's going on, but I would have a hunch that there are some longer term issues, um, involved in this as well. Restaurant owners, operators, and managers, before we continue with the episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you know if your marketing is working? Most restaurant owners are relying solely on organic social media and word of mouth marketing. While these are both powerful, they ultimately leave the growth of your restaurant to chance. You can't control algorithms and you certainly can't control what people do, but you can use a system that will have a huge impact over time. I'd love to show you the guest magnet method. It's a simple but cohesive system that will accelerate the growth of your restaurant in a way that you can measure. It is backed by ROI, a return on your investment. If you want to learn about the most powerful way to grow your restaurant sales this year, send an email to kyle at guestgetter.co with magnet in the subject line and I'll get you all the details. All right, back to the show. It seems like it'd be a great time you know how in marketing, we're, we're always talking about uh, customer journeys. Uh, well, you know, now's probably a really good time for a bar or a restaurant to map out its, uh, its employee journey. 
And how how does how does your establishment help someone get from where they are right now to where it is that they want to go? Uh, I I remember I um I had a good time when I was managing a restaurant a few years ago. Um, you know, sitting down with uh, members of the staff and just asking about their actual goals. I, I sent them a spreadsheet. And I was like, oh, I want to, you know, put put down, you know, some of your goals in here, like real goals. I'm not, you know, this isn't to, you know, get, you know, find out stuff that you don't want to tell me. It's and you don't have to share. It. But um, I think that it would be good if we, as an employer, could could help you realize some of these goals because. You know, like you said, um, hospitality is often, um, uh, you know, a, a stepping stone. And so if we're, if we are indeed a stepping stone, well, um, you know, let's be the best possible stepping stone we can be, or, or let's really professionalize the business and show people how they can make this, a, a, you know, um, a real career. Um, and I think that that all starts from mapping out uh, the, the journey that someone's going to take inside of your, your organization uh, and not just leaving it to, to happenstance. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And actually uh, thinking back a, a, a kind of a really long time ago when I was, um, um, you know, when I was working for some big marketing agencies who, who specialize in, in recruitment, we um, um, in the UK, this must have been the early sort of 2000s, we, we, we did um, um, a lot of work with, with McDonald's, actually, because they, um, you know, they, they, they used to get a lot of, um, you know, not very good publicity about what it was like it was almost this running joke about having a job at mcdonald's and they they kind of fought back about against that and said actually do you know what this is what it's really like and this is what we give back to the community and also um you know if you come and work for us these are all the opportunities that you have you can rise up to, the, to these kind of levels and also um you know if you want to take these additional uh, qualifications um you know just to help you in the rest of your life um you know not just working with us we're going to help you with that you know we even our restaurants are even the exam centers where you can um you can you know you sit and take these um take these qualifications and it was a it was a really strong message and it completely sort of diffused the um, you know, it really busted some myths and, um, um, you know, worked really well for them. And, not, you know, obviously not every, not every business is as big as that, that particular business. But I think the, the, the principle there is really interesting. It's kind of thinking about, you know, where are, where are my employees in terms of, you know, their work, their life, their, their career, um, and, and how can we support them and how can we make that, um, a great story? And also, you know, they're, they're gonna, um, you know, they're going to bring people in. They're going to say, you want to come and work, uh, you know, work at this place because it's a great, um, you know, it's a great place to work. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how people looked at, um, you know, seeing a job applicant with McDonald's on their resume, you know, back in the 2000s or early 2000s. But, um, you know, as as someone who uh, looks at a number of resumes, uh, you know, and I, I and it's not, not just me, but we we often look favorably on, uh, folks who have spent time at at McDonald's, absolutely. S similarly, yeah. with, with Starbucks, you know these are established or these are yeah businesses that ob obviously they are you know um, not the norm, but they have um, you know exceptional training programs and it, and if someone has yeah exactly and and don't underestimate how much time and effort they have put into um, not just the training program and obviously the you know the thing but also the the whole perception around that in terms of what do people think when they think about working at McDonald's what do they think when they think about working at Starbucks um, and you know that 
will have changed in the last 20 years. Well, I think we illustrated that there. And that's because they put so much time and effort into their employer brand in terms of um, what do people think we are like as an employer. So if there's a lesson to learn, it's probably from, you know, probably from that. And I think as we probably said earlier in the conversation, you know, you don't need to be throwing a huge, huge sums of money at this. It's just a question of, um, you know, getting those stories out there and, and maybe your employees can help you can help you do that. What are you, what would you say are the top, uh, you know, one or one to three questions that an employer could be, you know, getting together with their management team and asking about their, their employer brand? What, what, what are those questions? Why do you work here? (laughs) Basically, you know, and I think you can break that down. It's like, you know, why, why did you, um, you know, why did you want to come and work here? Um, what was different? from your perception. So what did you think it was going to be like and what's it actually like? Um, you know, why do you, why do you stay here? How would you describe the work experience to, to someone else? Um, you know, what else can we do to support you? What can we, you know, what can we do to, to enhance that? But it's just getting to that. It's understanding the motivation of the people that you've got. Why did they, you know, why did they come and you know, why do they come work for you? Why do they, why do they stay? What do they say to other people? But also what was different, you know, what was different between the perception and the reality? Um, Cause it may be that, um, you know, the perception of working for your business is very different from the, um, the, you know, the, the, the reality of it. So I think it's, you know, I, I think you can keep this really, really simple em- employer branding and culture, you know, get horrendously sort of complex and theoretical, um, you know, particularly as you get into bigger, bigger businesses. But I think there's a lot of common sense in this in terms of just trying to find out, um, you know, people's, you know, what are people's motivations? And, um, you know, what are they really, what are they, what do they really think? What, what makes them say, what would they like to see? And then, you know, once we've kind of landed on what that is, um, you know, if it's, if it's great, positive stuff, how do we make sure that everyone knows that's what it's that that's what it's like it's you know it's kind of it's down to that basically and i think just by beginning to ask questions like that you can you start to change the narrative you know you show your your team that you know you're really interested in them and um and i you know i know there are many employers who who are genuinely interested in their staff of course but but there are some who it's you know um you know there may be less so and they, they may be less so and i think that uh that by by asking them those questions like why why do you work here um, you know where is it you want to go et cetera et cetera um, you know I think that people feel as though they're they're taken care of and and that sort of makes yeah you- and it you know to put it crudely that is now a competitive advantage because in the in this type of labour market and as I've said I think that aspects of it are, are likely to are likely to continue um, you know you you kind of have to do that and i think the the people that don't do that and still just try and do what they've always done um and you know just you know they they're just not going to get um they're not going to get the, the 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 people joining them totally so i i have just a couple more questions here um one is uh just around sort of general resources uh that you recommend we're obviously going to send people to uh, the recruiting future podcast uh but are there any resources that you have come upon in, in your journey that have, you know, kind of made a made a tremendous impact that you recommend others check out? Yeah, I think there is a um, there is a huge amount of um, content around, um, uh, you know, round talent acquisition and round employer brand. And I think that some of it is actually just knowing. Um, knowing that they're the that's that's how to find it. You know, if you search for things around, 
um, you know, employer branding for for small businesses, talent acquisition. Um, you know, you will kind of unlock uh, a lot of really interesting stuff. I mean, there you know there are, um, you know, there's other podcasts. There there's a huge amount of vendors in this space selling technology, who actually produce some really really great white papers and um, you know resources um, to 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 help people. So so really, um, you know, there, there's almost just so much stuff. I can't really zero in on anything um, that's gonna um, anything specific. But I think if you just search around, then you will be. Um, you know, surprised and hopefully delighted by um, the amount of resources that are out there, podcasts, books, um, white papers, websites, YouTube videos, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of all there for the finding. Got it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask um, if there's any go-to uh, go technology or tools that like, like just a tool that someone can get to make their lives easier to automate this process or anything about this. Is there anything? Yeah, I mean, there's there's almost too much stuff, um, and I think the we haven't really sort of talked much about the recruitment process. Um, I think the the important thing to think about before you even think about technology is this is now a highly competitive process. So, how do you actually offer? a great recruitment process? How do you offer a great candidate experience? So, um, you know, you have to move quickly. Um, you know, there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's no sort of uh, messing around and waiting. And also you just have to, um, you know, really have great communication with um, the candidates that you're, that you're working with. You know, they're not turning up to interviews. If you text them to check that they're, that they're still coming, you know, there are things that you could do that your competitors won't do that makes them think, do you know what, if it was such a great interview experience, um, I want to work there because that differentiates them from, um, you know, the place up the street who just treated me like a, uh, you know, a piece of paper or a number. So I think there are some fundamentals in terms of um, how you treat people in the process. Um, I mean, there is an absolute huge amount of um, uh, recruiting, uh, you know, recruiting um, technology out there. Um, again, it depends on the the size and the scale um, of the of the the organisation, but um, you know, there are things that do. Um, you know, um, you know, video interviewing platforms, um, automated text messaging platforms. Um, again, it's difficult to give you some specific. I, I could give you a whole list of technologies that would probably be completely unsuitable for for most of the, you know, most of the audience, basically. Well, what I'm hearing then is is probably a better question to ask would be, um, could could you touch on the fundamentals of an outstanding recruitment process? Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's all about speed and communication so um and also how easy it is so first you know first, i mean we've sort of talked about um how you um you know get out there and stand out and you know get the attention of the the marketplace but it's like what do you then do once you've got someone's someone's attention they're thinking do you know what maybe i want to come and you know come and work here so you know first and foremost where can they find out more information about what it's like to work for your you know work for your work for your company that's that's always a good thing to to do is there is there a bit on your website that talks about um your career opportunities that talks about some of the things that we've um that we've mentioned then it's like how do people apply for jobs so um you know how do you make it easy for them to um you know to contact you to to apply you know to apply for that job um how quickly do you then get in touch you know back in touch with them um, and then how do you take them through, how do you take them through the process? And, you know, how do you do that in a way where you can be um, comfortable that they're the right hire, but you're not putting them through this crazy process where they have to come and, you know, do 27 interviews and fill out 
59 forms and, and do all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it's a process that's frictionless, that, that gives you the information that you that you need, but it's really thinking about what is going to be the best um, process to make sure that we're hiring the right person, but also um, is respectful of their um, you know, of their time and perhaps the information they've already given to us. Um, and then it's about, you know, how do we get back to people quickly? Um, and also, how do we, if we're not um, giving someone the job, how do we just give them some, you know, concise feedback as to why that, um, you know, why that wasn't the case? Because, um, you know, even people who didn't get the job can still be advocates for um, you and your process to to other people that they know. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, before we, before we wrap up here, is there, is there anything I should have asked you, but I didn't? No, I think the only thing was about that. I think that thing about the recruitment process is so important because it would just be a shame to, to throw all this hard work away. Um, you know, find some great potential employees and then um, just lose them because there are too many steps in your process or you take three days to get back to them or you're slow to make a decision or, um, you know, respectful of their time. Uh, you know, it's uh, that it, this has to be, you have to look at the whole experience. So not just the employee experience, but also the candidate experience as well. Totally. Well, Matt, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Where can uh, where can people go to find out more about you and and potentially connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for uh, search for Matt Alder and uh, recruitingfuture.com um, is the home of the podcast and some of the other things that I do. And you can also find the Recruiting Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much, Matt. My pleasure. Thank you.